You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sicana, and of course, we're here late night every Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern. Absolutely getting it done. And I'll tell you right now, fantasy owners want to complete the mission that they started with an early draft pick, but with a lot of auction dollars. And now they get that opportunity. Aaron Rodgers announced he's medically cleared to return. It's been a long road from the day to this, but I'm happy to say I've been medically cleared to return. Thanks for all the love, support, prayers, and well wishes over the past eight weeks. Rodgers' Week 15 status had been up in the air early in the day, but this seems to point at him being under center against the Panthers this week. The 7-6 and six Packers have treaded water in Rodgers' absence and now have a chance to run the table, get in the playoffs, and man, oh man, the question will be, is Jordy Nelson back to being fantasy reliable? I'll tell you right now, I think so. I think he is. And I think you go and get him back in your lineup. And you feel it. And that's where you can go with Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. But here's what people are asking me. Tony, do I use Aaron Rodgers or... Well, here's the way I see it. And this is just me. One man's opinion. I would use Aaron Rodgers over every quarterback except Russell Wilson and Phillip Rivers. Now, there are other guys that could do better. And that's why we play the games. And it's a lot to ask Aaron Rodgers against a pretty good defense to come in and pick up where he left off. But he is Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think too many people have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So you don't have to worry about that. So go on, my man. Get Aaron Rodgers in your lineup and get excited. Get excited. I'll tell you one team that isn't excited. It's just constant craziness. Time after time after time is the Washington Redskins. You look at the Redskins, right? And what happened here is that 
they've lost another running back. They've lost another one. Redskins placed running back Byron Marshall on the injury reserve with a hamstring injury, ending his season. Tight end Jordan Reed, linebacker Chris Carter, have also sent to the injury reserve. Chris Thompson's fill-in as the Redskins pass catching back. Marshall injured his hamstring week 14. And now he's all done. How about the New England Patriots? Signing Kenny Britt to a two-year contract. Britt will try to make the 53-man roster. Chris Hogan was sidelined, of course, and they've lost Julian Edelman. It's going to be interesting to see what Kenny Britt is able to do with the New England Patriots. I don't think he's going to be a fantasy help for you this year, but he does have, he does have the ability, the ability in a keeper league to get out there and get it done. So what will you do then? Will you like it? Take it to the house? Will you rock it out with your sock out? It's a lot of ways to go. This is Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. we got the best information on the planet for you. And we're going to come back and put it all together and wrap it up like a nice bow. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind. Winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We are here, ready and raring to go. Guess what? We were talking Kenny Britt. Now we're going to talk Chris Hogan with the guys from the Roto Experts in the morning. Uh, they uh, talk about Rob Gronkowski coming back, Chris Hogan, is it still a thing, and the New England Patriots. Can they bounce back and try to get it done, my man? Are you feeling it? Are you wanting it? Are you excited? The guys are absolutely 
getting it done. Let's go to Corey Parson, Greg Sussman, and Matt Modica. Hello, YouTube! This is the Roto Experts program. This is the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. This is Wall Street, Matt Modica. I am Greg Sussman, feeling good today. But if you were a Chris Hogan owner, you were not feeling good on Monday night. You got the return that you so desperately needed, and you got... Nothing. Matt Modica, you're one of these Chris Hogan owners. You started him over Theo Riddick, and you're killing yourself on Monday. And then Monday night, you're like, listen, let's see if Chris Hogan can give me something I have a good shot at. And he gave you legitimately almost as much as, as I did on Monday night. Now, the playoffs are on the line. It's semifinals here. You made it through the week. You made it through that first week. It's week 15. Brady, Hogan, at Pittsburgh this week in a game uh, that is for the number one seed in the AFC. It's a monstrous game. Rob Gronkowski, he returns. He's back from suspension. Chris Hogan's back for another week. He played almost every snap last week. Here's all the numbers. Here's all the data. What do you do with it? It's going to be uh, very interesting. Right now, I have to make that same decision this week. Theo Riddick on Saturday, home versus the Bears. Theo Riddick in the last two weeks has three rushing touchdowns. Amir Abdullah had three rushing touchdowns all season. Uh, I believe he's got like 11 receptions the last two weeks. So I, mean, I think Theo Riddick can give you that, say, 12 to 13 points there in the PPR. Or am I trying to get the upside of a Hogan? I'm not saying Riddick's getting 27 points again. That's That you're asking for too much there. But I mean, I think 12, 13 is, is a fair number. Hit that double-digit mark. Now, we've seen Hogan in the past, 575 and a touchdown yeah. was pretty much his, his line week in, week out. So, look, I, I'm going to have a – if you're playing a three-wide receiver in a flex league, I don't see how Hogan isn't in your lineup. I, I do that so it can it, there can be a possibility because I have this Riddick dilemma that I'm dealing with. Right now I'm leaning Riddick. I don't think he is. I don't need. It. I don't. I don't want, I'm not saying just against Theo Riddick. I want to just say Chris Hogan in general here. I don't think he. If you're playing him this week, I think he's a flex option. I okay. Don't, I don't think he's a rock solid. Putting your lineup as a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, a flex. I can see it happening in, in, in that case, depending on what your options are. Listen, the kid was performing as a WR one when he was out there to, uh, for the first time, but you got to understand it's been more of a rapport game with Brandon Cooks now while Chris Hogan was out. Obviously, Rob Gronkowski back this week. What they do with the running backs in the passing game. So we expect shootout conditions in this in this game coming up with the Steelers and the Pats. But what I will say is that I think it's other situations you like better I mean look at us as an industry do we really put people right back out there as soon as they come back off injuries well, we're doing it with Aaron Rodgers yeah. well, no, well, no, well, Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is, is different because he, he has the football in his hand on every play okay. this is the, the comp you're going to use for week 15 Robert Woods is coming back exactly are you just yeah. throwing him right back and I think he, that's and, a great question and, also. And, and, and he's another player that was performing as a W all one yeah. at the height of what he was doing this season. So I think you got to take all that into consideration when you look at these players. But, but when it comes to Woods and Hogan, they're more flex options for me this week. Maybe Woods will probably be in the wide receiver, low end wide receiver two, wide receiver three category. But it's very difficult to trust these guys right when they come back off an of injury. You, you wonder what's, what's interesting too. When you got, let's say you have Hogan, you got Woods. How are you looking at these two guys? You know, guys that, as Corey said, in, in, at their height were basically, you know, wide receiver ones, put up really nice weeks. And now you have uh, Jordy getting it, Aaron Rodgers back. 
So you're going to have tough decisions this week. Like I said, with Hogan to me, it all depends on what your options are. I find it difficult if you're going to start four wide receivers, three and a flex, he's probably going to be out there. I think the Patriots get back on track as far as putting up points. Tom Brady throwing touchdowns. You know, I, I don't see this continuing on. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. The Patriots have owned the Steelers. You know, in the Tom Brady era, I think they're ten and two versus them. He's they've owned the Steelers indeed. Um, this is Steelers' best shot right here. I agree. This is their best shot right here. This Although not right having here. Ryan Shazier, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I would have really, I would have been, I would have really liked the Steelers. Hey, fantasy draft also gives you the ability to block up to twenty-five players from entering your head-to-head contest with a one million dollar prize pool and. But like I, I do agree that this is their this is their best opportunity to take them down, and they got a big time matchup coming up, more or less AFC seeding on the line. But the thing about this game is still crazy is, even if Pittsburgh was to win, Vegas would likely still have the Patriots to be the favorite in the AFC. I don't know about that. If the Steelers win this game, I don't know if that's true. Okay, who's the favorite in the AFC now? I think it's got to be the Patriots. Coming off their worst game of the year. Is, is, is it still the Patriots? Okay, so. So you think even if they lose this game, they're still a favorite? Yeah, I oh, think yeah. they're still okay. a favorite. Just yeah. the Patriots. Because mm-hmm, they're the Patriots. Yeah, it's, it's understandable. And they have this thing over Pittsburgh. They they know how to beat Pittsburgh. They have a thing over every team. Yeah, this is true. Except the Giants. Except the Giants. Um, yeah, once amazingly. people start writing Tom Brady off, he usually doesn't work. Yeah, out. exactly. Yeah, he's, 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 it was actually very funny. I saw the articles coming out of Monday night's game. Brady looks like he's forty. Those throws aren't what they used to be. And I'm like, are and you then he's gonna come back this week. Or, or, or the other so, thing was they should have kept Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Oh, they, traded, they traded away their franchise quarterback. Oh my God, that's insane. Well, see, the thing here is with this game that's so damn interesting is the Jacksonville Jaguars have the Texans this week. I believe the 49ers next week. Correct. So it, things are lining up pretty good for Jacksonville to maybe at least sneak get, in for a buy. Get a buy. I mean, well, listen, really- if, if the Patriots lose again. Uh, and the Jaguars win, and they're 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 right there neck and neck. I mean, they have to. It really has to go right for the Jags, and it really has to go wrong for everybody else. But uh, we'll see if they can sneak in there. Back to Chris Hogan for a moment. I'm gonna give you the dilemma that's in my league mm-hmm. with Chris Hogan. The owner that owns Chris Hogan. Would you rather start? Here are his options: Chris Hogan or Stephon Diggs. I would start Steph Diggs. I'm gonna go with Diggs here. And here's why: <clears throat> the Cincinnati Bengals defense, in my opinion, is done. That's why I liked uh, the Bears. Last week, I yep. like Jordan Howard. I'm not the biggest Jordan Howard guy. But I, I, I think he is a good running back, just in a bad situation. And when you don't have, when you don't have, your, your, when you don't have Vontez, when you don't have uh, Jones, those are like two of their top de- defensive players. And this team lost a heartbreaker on Monday night. Season's over. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. I see the Vikings getting back on track. Vikings having too many weapons. So I think one team's heading home, one team's looking to get things uh, right back on track. Would you rather start Chris Hogan or Mohamed Sanu? That's a tough one right there, but and, and, and you wouldn't think that it would be tough. Mohamed Sanu is just so involved, and Matt, Ryan, and Matt Ryan looks to him a lot. They got that Tampa Bay secondary that's one of the ones that can be had. Even though they've played better in recent weeks, they can be had. I think I would go with Mohamed Sanu. I'm going to lean Hogan here. And Corey's right. He is so involved in this offense. I think the Patriots want to get Hogan going again. I agree. So the I, offense I is better with Hogan. They're going to make this conf- uh, this concentrated effort to do that. I'm not saying Mohamed Sanu is going to, but Mohamed Sanu's had plenty of weeks 
where he gets the three receptions for 30 yards. If you don't get that touchdown, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm going to go with Hogan here. I think what's interesting is I'm, lo- I'm checking the link currently. Chris Hogan is number 25 in a PPR. Mike Evans is number 26. Where's Muhammad Sanu? Checking the link, RoadRexpress.com. Jake Seeley has that link up right now. Does he have him higher? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Have him. He's lower. He's so, that, so, he Chris sure so he chooses Chris Hogan. Okay. Ultimately, Corey, Chris Hogan or Bob Woods? <laughs> Who the hell is Bob Woods? Uh, <laughs> both players coming back off injury. I think I would look at Woods. This streak that Watkins has going likely ends this week with Woods back. I think Woods gets in the end zone. Okay. I think the question I see with Woods is what is he going to do to Cooper Cup? Uh, is Woods going right back into that role? I don't know. Is he is he healthy enough to do that? I, I honestly I don't know. It was encouraging last week that he seemed ahead of schedule because they always had week fifteen, and he didn't play last week. But there was talk about possibly uh, playing Robert Woods or who Hogan? Is that the question? Yes, sir. Who? You know what? I'm going to go with Hogan. He's got the oh, long game underneath. I made the point where I do think they really try to get him involved okay. this week. All right, so th- so there you go. Chris Hogan uh, in there. And the, oddly enough, the last one that this team in my league has in regards to Chris Hogan was Chris Hogan or Theo Riddick. So there that's, you go. That's really an interesting thing. I, uh, you know, I'm going to struggle off of this mightily. Right now, it's I'm at, you know I would be leaderboard for $100,000 if I played Riddick. Isn't that amazing? It is it's killing you. Bashing my head it's killing you. Now, Theo Riddick, though, remember, Amir Abdullah returned to a full practice yesterday. Um, he's got this neck injury, also was benched, whatever. I, I just, are, are they, they had the opportunity to play this guy. They said it was basically based on performance. Yeah. Well, Theo Riddick's looked good these last two weeks. I mean, that would basically, if, if Abdullah is active and there's a possibility of him getting involved, then I'm definitely going Hogan. Right. That'll just totally make it very easy for you. But if, if they, Continue to keep Riddick, uh, Abdullah inactive. Theo Riddick is, you know, I, I just see that 12 points as something that's pretty safe. Not saying it's a gar- nothing's guaranteed, but I think there's a, you know, 10 to, tw- 10 to 12 point safe, almost guaranteed floor with upside. If he, hey, look, if he keeps getting rushing touchdowns, you know, then you're looking at 20 plus. This guy's the limit, you're saying. It's exciting. If, in, 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 and it's the Bears, too. Right now. What would you do, Corey, in that situation with Theo Riddick and Chris Hogan? I'd play Theo Riddick. You play Theo Riddick, play even if Amir Abdullah is active. Even if Amir Abdullah, Amir what? Abdullah's a donut. No, I mean he's a dope for sure. Yeah, he's a donut. I don't want no parts of Amir Abdullah. Okay. Never have, never will. Right. So Theo Riddick is the guy that goes in my lineup. I think Theo Riddick's a better football player. Okay. I think they use him better, and I, I just think that that's a situation that I can kind of guarantee, and I'm not dealing with a player coming back off an of injury. Okay, so so there you go. Uh, that, that's kind of where we value Chris Hogan. As Matt says, Jake Seeley, you'll hear, you'll hear from him on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Uh, Jake has him as his number 24 wide receiver, you said, Matt? Uh, yes, uh, 25, I believe. He's number 25, just outside the wide receiver two range. Pretty high. I mean, he's number 25. The odds are you're going to wind up starting him uh, this week in a flex spot as your wide receiver three. So he's in there somewhere. We take a break. When we come back here on the Roto Experts program, we will welcome in the King, Scott Engel, to chat about if the season is over for some of these injured players. It's Roto Experts. We continue on right after this.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Scott. Check us out every Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. Coming up next, you're going to hear from my man, Gabe Morency. He gets a little crazy. He gets a little fired up. And yesterday, we got to hear a little of Gabe on Who Ruined Your Sunday. And I guess he wasn't done being pissed off. Because on Monday, it sounded like he had a bad day. Here's Gabe Morency. was wrong i swear to god these guys always freaking screw me man i hate the new england patriots and hate is a strong word but i hate them like it's to the point now where i really really dislike it's funny i don't dislike everybody on the team i don't like tom brady and i'm a michigan fan so it bothers me but you know tom brady when he played at michigan wasn't wearing uggs you know you know what i'm saying tom brady's not as cool as he used to be (laughs) you know tom brady's the greatest quarterback ever i'm gonna give you that Gronkowski's just a stupid jarhead. And pretty clearly, Gronkowski not being there mattered. So, you know what? Your cheap shot on my boy Trey Wright actually cost you guys a football game. Because I think if Rob Gronkowski played in this football game, you probably win this game. And I stand by this. I hope you get injured next week right, when you come back, Gronk. I hope you get popped in the first quarter in Pittsburgh. And then you can say, you know, it was the craziest thing ever, man. I'm sorry to number 27. But, man, he was grabbing my jersey. I don't want to hate Gronk, but you know what? Screw you, Gronk. Just because you say you're sorry for cheap-shotting someone doesn't mean to make it go away. We'll be sorry after we cheap-shot you. That's the way I look at this. And then we'll be even, and then we can go on with our lives. But until we hurt you, it's not fair. That's just, you know, I don't know. I know there's a lot of young people probably watching and, you know, whatever, thinking, is he really saying this? Yes, I am really saying this. It is not fair until we hurt him. I'll be very disappointed in the Buffalo Bills if we don't cheap shot Rob Gronkowski. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, I don't even care how blatant, like, bad it is. Like, I wouldn't care if somebody walked up from behind him and, like, stabbed him in the calf with a knife. Like, I'd be cool with that. I'd say, well, now we're even. It's the way it works. Listen, I played in the NBA Hoop It Up, man. Once I slapped this guy across the face so freaking hard, man, going for a basketball. Big brother. He didn't like it very much. He broke my nose. Right on the spot. Bam. Popped it. I said after, we're even. I cheap shot at you. You cheap shot at me. Let's play ball. That's the way this stuff goes. It doesn't go like, yeah, I cheap shot you and then I'm sorry. And then, oh, if you do anything, then you're a goon. No, 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 no. No, no. I don't know, man. 
The problem is many of you didn't watch the Philadelphia Flyers play hockey, right? You know, you guys, you guys didn't really, you know, you don't really get that. You know, like remember Team Canada and stuff, Summit Series? Somebody said, we got to take care of Karlamov. You know, Bobby Clark broke his leg. <laughs> they said after, we didn't mean to break his leg. He said, you said to take care of him. I took care of him. Canada won, baby. Suck on that, you pinko commies. <laughs> All right, anyways. Let's see how the Patriots, I don't like them, okay? I swear to God, these guys have lost like six games in three years. I think I've been on every damn game that they've lost. Uh, but last week I did a video and I said the only sure thing in the National Football League is the Patriots get into the Super Bowl. Well, just discard anything I say. Anything I say about a team, my picks are good on a daily basis, but anything I say about a team's like future, go the opposite. Like if I tell you right now the Jacksonville Jaguars are a nasty young team that nobody wants to play, fade them. <laughs> All right? I'm the kiss of death. I'm like a mobster that kisses you. It's over. I'm telling you, it's over. Oh, yeah. So who do you want me to curse? Oh, yeah, I cursed Carson Wentz earlier in the week. I tweeted that I'm sick of all these MVP tweets all the time, and he got hurt about two minutes later. So Carson Wentz is out. Aaron Rodgers is in. Don't look now, but the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins actually is like a playoff, like, tiebreaker, like, real football game. You know, the Cowboys and the Raiders game suddenly matters because the Cowboys have won a couple of games in a row. I don't know why the Chargers are favored against the Chiefs, man. Chiefs are going to beat them on Saturday night. I'm telling you this right now. Oh, the Chargers are trendy. I get it. But the Chargers beat Nate Peterman. They beat the Cleveland Browns. They beat the Dallas Cowboys when the Cowboys were at their worst and their lowest. And they beat a Washington Redskins team that quit a couple of weeks ago. Chiefs are going to win, which means the Chargers win by 17. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. But I'll tell you what, as bad as the NFL season has been, looks like they saved the best for last. Game Time Decisions on the Fantasy Sports Network continues. So, Gabe, not a Tom Brady fan because he wears Uggs. He liked, he was cool when he wasn't wearing Uggs. Now, not cool. Guys wearing Uggs. Tyrod Taylor practicing Wednesday as a starter for the Buffalo Bills. Nathan Peterman is still in concussion protocol. And Ian Rappaport's likely that Tyrod Taylor will be the center under center against the Miami Dolphins. Calvin Benjamin uh, hurt his troublesome knee playing in the Buffalo Blizzard last week, and it looks like he is not going to make it for the game. And it's very, very sad. I know fantasy owners don't care. <laughs> I mean, are we at point that we just don't care about Calvin Benjamin? Like, it's better you don't play, just in case I get drunk and put you in my lineup. I don't want to get drunk and put you in my lineup. No. That's a situation that you got to stay away from. And you can't have happen at all. You can't be in a situation where you're putting Calvin Benjamin in your lineup. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name's Tony Cicada. We do it every Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Hit subscribe. Get it delivered to your phone. We'll be back with more after this.
If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Scotta. We're going to go to Fantasy Football. Waiver Wire Rankings Pickups and Projections with Gary and Thorne and Matt Franskovich of NFL.com. Gary and Thorne, and on today's show, we are moving on to week 15 of the Fantasy Football season. Waiver Wire style. And I just want to put this out there off the top. Not that I want to limit my audience in any way. You guys are more than welcome to sit, twiddle your thumbs, and watch today's show. But I am specifically speaking to four teams in your league because, as we all know, only teams remaining in the playoffs get to use the waiver wire. I just wanted to do this PSA right off the top. I don't care if you want to win your seventh place consolation round match. It's cool. All power to you for fighting through. But do not pick up any of the players Matt Franciscovich and I are about to talk about. Hey, Matt, how's it going, man? I'm good. I I can't believe we're in week 15, but I mean... It's here. The marathon is almost over. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. <laughs> I mean, we had our basketball show yesterday, and we're even talking about how like Christmas is co- sort of the unofficial start of basketball season and kind of the unofficial end of fantasy football. It's it's nuts. It's been a six year yeah. or six month journey, excuse me. But here we are. But there's still yep. some guys out there on the waiver wire who maybe can help you win that fantasy championship or at least clinch For a sure. berth in your fantasy championship. Uh, Maybe not some of the names we thought we'd be talking about at this point of the season, but I guess we have to start on a bit of down news. Obviously, everyone at this point knows that Carson Wentz is done for the season, and Wentz really was someone who was likely carrying your team to the point it's gotten to. He's the reason you're here. I mean, even as he leaves the 2017 season on with, with one knee, throws a touchdown pass. So still getting it yeah. done fantasy-wise. It, it, it sucks that Carson Wentz is no longer here, but we've got to find a replacement for him for your semifinal matchup. And I guess the best place to start would be his backup, Nick Foles, who we saw come in in mop-up duty. Six of ten for 42 yards against the Rams in Week 14. I know 2013 was a long time ago, Matt. Uh, yeah. But the numbers from 2013 were amazing. 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. And you look this week specifically against the Giants, a defense that was pretty highly regarded coming into the year, but obviously have not lived up to that expectation. And no Janoris Jenkins. You know, Landon Collins is a question mark for this game. JPP is a question mark for this game. Like, this could be a pretty good matchup for Nick Foles. Is he someone who is instantly vaulted into sort of like streaming quarterback status? Yeah, I think he's like a low end option, but uh, it's the Eagles are still a good team. Like they still have a high powered offense. He's surrounded by great weapons. He's not like my first option off the waiver wire. But if you're if you're in a deep league, if you really need help in a two QB league, I think he can suffice. I think he can get you 15, 16 fantasy points and 
give you a safe floor. I mean, you got Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar. Hopefully, Zach Ertz can get back, which will be a boost. Uh, and like you mentioned, the matchup against the Giants defense is good. They've allowed 26 passing touchdowns to quarterbacks this year. That's tied for the league worst. So there is some potential here with Nick Foles. And then the the other part of it is they have so much depth in that backfield there in Philly. You would think maybe they lean on the running backs a little more, try to make that offense a little more balanced, which would help, uh, you know, Foles' outlook as well. So I like him as maybe a third or fourth priority on the waiver wire if you're struggling for a quarterback, uh, you know, but but it's not like game over if you have to start Foles either, so. Well, I think he'd probably have, like most people, and I know he's much higher in terms of the Fantasy Pros consensus already on Tuesday, you'd have Jimmy Garoppolo higher in those personal rankings and those stream rankings. I mean, Garoppolo has done nothing but reinforce the thought processes we had about him early on in the season. If this guy could just get out of New England, he could definitely be a fantasy viable quarterback. And he's done that in San Francisco, 627 passing yards in his last two games. Just one touchdown, though. I mean, it's it's not as if he hasn't had his opportunity. San Francisco's had nine red zone scoring trips in their last two games. They've just had to settle for seven field goals over that span of time. But in the greater scheme of things, in, in just the sort of, you know, process of fantasy football, it's good to see them moving the ball between the 20s. It means that there are opportunities to be had for Garoppolo, and you'd think that likely he starts taking advantage of some of those opportunities. He gets the Tennessee Titans this week, and Tennessee, Mm -hmm. the overall numbers, Matt, aren't terrible against quarterbacks, but you start going through like their last nine games, and they've actually been pretty good in terms of not allowing fantasy points to quarterbacks in six of their last nine games specifically. The quarterbacks in those games were Jay Cutler, Jacoby Brissett twice, Cody Kessler, Tom Savage, and Blaine Gabbert last week. Like They haven't exactly had to face the best of the best when it comes to maintaining their relatively league average numbers against the quarterback position. Do you feel like that's kind of an aberration? Like This is a pretty good matchup for Garoppolo, right? Yeah, I think it's a pretty good matchup. I mean, you've, we've been kind of attacking the Titans' pass defense all season with with streaming quarterbacks, and I think you can continue to do that. Like you said, you know, they haven't faced any any crazy talented quarterbacks, and they've still given up, you know, a, a bottom ten number in terms of passing yards over the last four weeks to quarterbacks. Um, and you mentioned, you know, Garoppolo hasn't been throwing a ton of touchdowns. He got his first one last week, but. His top two receivers, Marquise Goodwin and Trent Taylor, they're not even six feet tall. I mean, Marquise Goodwin is a is a five foot nine, hundred and seventy nine pound deep threat, and Trent Taylor's five foot eight, one eighty one. So it's not like he has towering options once they get down close to the end zone. And Garoppolo's done well given the given the talent that surrounds him. Um, I think we've we've seen Carlos Hyde's targets come down uh, since Garoppolo took over. I think maybe if they can get him maybe a little more work in the passing game, you know, more more looks out of the backfield as a pass catcher, that might be a boon to Garoppolo's fantasy ceiling. Uh, but even last week, Garoppolo had about 15 points. I used him in a DFS lineup, and I had a pretty good week in that lineup. I mean, if you're looking for a value play and you're just looking for some kind of sustainable floor, I like Garoppolo this week. Well, the last three weeks, since the beginning of week 12, the top four quarterbacks in terms of fantasy points scored make a whole lot of sense. We have Ben Roethlisberger at number one, Russell Wilson at number two, Carson Wentz at number three, 
And then it gets a little interesting. I mean, <laughs> Philip Rivers at number four. I mean, Philip had a great Thanksgiving, and a lot of that is in play in that particular ranking. At number five, we have Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Um, <laughs> you know, last week we did talk about how the matchups he has for the fantasy playoffs are pristine. He has Houston and San Francisco, who are inside the top three worst pass defenses in terms of fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks so far this season. It all set up on paper pretty well for Blake Bortles, but I don't think anyone was like champing at the bit to actually have to use Blake Bortles in those championship games. Now we have that situation where with Carson Wentz down and an opportunity opening up for a lot of people in their fantasy lineups, do you look at, specifically when it's Jimmy versus Blake Bortles, like do you go with the definitive matchups, or do you say, like, I think Jimmy's probably more talented, he's probably safer, and go with that option? Or, or are you riding with Blake Bortles, Matt? I think a ride with Blake Bortles, man, as crazy as it sounds. Uh, I mean, he's, he's had top th- three, uh, top ten finishes in each of his last three games in fantasy, so, like, he's putting up points one way or another. Three weeks ago, it was those two rushing touchdowns that he had that helped him get over 20 points and then he had 25 points in week 13 in a good matchup against Indy last week at 18 points so he's producing and he hasn't thrown a ton of picks I think he only has one interception in his last four games and that's something you know we we are have grown used to Bortles doing is throwing a lot of picks and he's he's kind of course corrected that here late in the season uh and he's got these emerging wide receivers he's got Marquise Lee he's got D.D. Westbrook out there catching catching passes and Leonard Fournette balances this offense out. And I think obviously they want to be a run first team, but when Blake Bortles has had to throw, he's had success. And I think this is more a matter of leaning. I'm leaning more Blake Bortles because like Jimmy Garoppolo just got to San Francisco. Yes. He's had some success there, but like we said, he doesn't have a ton of red zone weapons. I think Blake Bortles has better chemistry with the guys around him. And I like his upside a little more especially uh, against Houston this week, who's allowed, I think, 24 passing touchdowns to quarterbacks, which, you know, you can't really ignore that. And I think the important thing you brought up, too, those two rushing touchdowns, obviously quarterback rushing touchdowns are pretty capricious on a week-to-week basis, but Blake Bortles has never really gotten the credit he probably deserves as being an athletic running quarterback. He's got the eighth most rushing yards of any quarterback this year. Like, he's way behind the Cam Newtons of the world, the Russell Wilsons of the world, but in that next tier of guys who always seem to finish, like he's sort of Andy Dalton-esque in his like, oh wow, he had 350 (laughs) yards rushing this season? That's kind of crazy. So just another little bit of floor to Blake Bortles, as crazy as that does kind of seem. You mentioned D.D. Westbrook, Matt. Uh, Let's talk about him for a second because he is still widely available on waiver wires. And you look at some of the numbers, like 26.8% of their target volume since he came off the IR. He is getting 47.4% of their deep targets since he came off the IR as well. And that second statistic may be of special interest to people out there who do need sort of a home run shot at their wide receiver or flex position this week, considering that Houston, the opposition Jacksonville has in Week 15, has allowed the most 40-plus yard passing plays this season with 13. Do you feel like D.D. Westbrook might sneak behind the defense this week and uh, maybe come down with a long touchdown catch? I kind of like this call. I think he's trending up. I mean, he's, he's had 10, 9, and 8 targets in each of his last three games. His receiving yards have gone up 41, 78, 81, and he finally got in the end zone last week. Uh, I think, you know, he's, oh, his snap count's been high too. He's played 77% and 82% 
of the team snaps the last two weeks. So he's out there on, on pretty much every play with Marquise Lee. And, you know, I, I like him as a solid floor play in a PPR league. And if he does get you in the end zone, it's just that much better, you know, in, in like a deep league or maybe a DFS lineup. If you're trying to save some money, you want to stack Bortles and D.D. Westbrook. Like, I know that sounds absolutely insane, but the matchup can't be ignored. And like you said, he's getting all these deep targets, and that's what you look for, these these air yards uh, with these receivers like Didi. So, yeah, I, I like this pick. I know you said off the top you don't want uh, people scooping up guys on the waiver wire if you're not in the playoffs, but if you're in a keeper league and want yeah. to make an under-the-radar under the ad, scoop up Didi maybe and, you know, hope no one will get mad at you about it. <laughs> well, I think in a, in a dynasty and a keeper, I think it's okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy that we're talking about Didi Westbrook, though, is like the best rookie wide receiver ad of Week 15, considering Corey Davis, a top Ugh. five selection in the 2017 NFL draft this year, is still widely available, uh, hovering around the same ownership mark on Yahoo as someone like D.D. Westbrook. And, you know, there was some excitement about Corey Davis as soon as he came off the injury report for the Titans. I believe it was his second game back. He had double-digit targets, came so close to a touchdown, had one of those weird, you know, touchback, fumble into the end zone sort of plays at the pylon. But has just not really done anything. And this might be more of a, of a problem facing that Titan offense in general. They look, they've looked pretty bad in the recent couple of weeks. But Corey Davis has been held under 40 yards receiving in five of his last six, even in PPR settings where points are a little bit more plentiful. 7.9 fantasy points has been his high, and that was against the Colts a couple weeks back in the last six weeks. On the other side of that Garoppolo matchup, though, San Francisco, as we mentioned in regards to Bortles' championship matchup, they're not good against quarterbacks. They're not good against the opposing passing game. It's possible Mariota could finally get together some nice numbers, maybe throw for 300 yards here, and that would seem to benefit Corey Davis. Do you maybe, is Westbrook a better ad for you? Like, would you rather start Westbrook in week 15 than Corey Davis? I would much rather start Westbrook just because I think he has a higher ceiling than Davis. Like you said, Davis has under 40 yards in five of his last six games. This this Titans passing offense is completely unpredictable. Mariota has, I think, just 10 touchdown pass or I think just 10 touchdown passes this year, which is insane. And and 14 picks. That's uh, that's not good. Uh, I, they want to be a run-first team. I think they just load up DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry with touches here against San Francisco. And I think the only pass catcher you can rely on in Tennessee is Delaney Walker, the tight end, when he's healthy. And other than that, like I, I don't want anything to do with Corey Davis, and it sucks. Like I, I love Corey Davis as a draft pick. I love his talent, but the situation is just unappealing for fantasy, especially in a Week 15 where it's you know you win or go home. I like D.D. Westbrook just because we've talked we talked about his target volume and he's he's had a safe floor. Corey Davis's floor is just cratering and he's shown us no kind of ceiling in the last six weeks, eight weeks. So definitely D.D. over Davis for me. Does Westbrook also get the leg up on a guy like Tyrell Williams? I mean, you could really paint a better argument for Williams considering not just coming off the massive game he had in week 14, the 132 receiving yards and a long touchdown in that contest for the Chargers. But as we talked about off the top, Phillip Rivers has been very consistent his last three games. This Charger offense looks exceedingly good, uh, and they're really just chugging along. Like we, No one is fooled here that Keenan Allen isn't the obvious number one option in this passing 
Come back here more with Keenan Allen. Got a great matchup this week. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Scott. We'll be back more after this. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome products. Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada, and we're here every Monday through Friday from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and make sure you get everything you need. That's how we get it done here. And we're going to take a quick break, come back for hour number two, get more rankings from Gary and Thorne. We've got things ready and go. We're going to get some gambling activity as well in hour number two so don't go anywhere you're listening to the fantasy sports radio network this is fantasy football rewind we'll be back with more after this (laughs) 